Hello, everybody. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I was I I'm high key nervous, so just work with me, okay? All right. Um, hello, my name is John Bay. Um, I high key did not have a layout, so I'm gonna just go with the flow. Um, so here's my testimony. I decided to just give you guys a brief synopsis of what is my life. Um, for those of you who don't know me or is your first time meeting me, again, my name is John Bay, um, and this is my life. So, as Chaplin Lowe said, I was born in South Korea. How long have I stayed there, you ask? Uh, for a solid three weeks after I was born, you guys. So I stayed there for a solid three weeks, and it was probably um, the best three weeks of my life, because I think I spent the three weeks sleeping and crying and eating. So. And then after that, my parents was like, let's go daddle back to Malaysia. And then, yes, my sir, yes. And so I went to Malaysia, East Malaysia, in an island called Sabah, in a city called Kota Kinabalu, um, until I was like 12 or 13 years old. And then I moved to America when I was like 14-ish. And then I went through middle school and high school and college in America. So that's like my general synopsis of who I is, right? Um, so I was born into a missionary uh, family. My parents are missionaries. Um, I'm what they call a triple threat at campus because I am a PK, MK, and a TCK. Um, shout out to all three of those. And if you're all three of those, I see you, I hear you. Um, for those of you who don't know those abbreviations, do not worry. This is a safe space. There is no judgment. I did not know these terms until I came to Covenant. Um, PK means pastor's kids, MK means missionary kids, and TCK are third culture kids. So, I had to learn that. Um, growing, up in, growing up as a Korean in Malaysia is a weird time, especially if you only stayed there for three weeks after you were born, you know, like, no memories, no cognitive abilities to say, I want that, no. Mm -mm. So I grew up in Malaysia literally all of my life, um, half of my life. and. I legitimately remember my mom trying to teach me Korean, and I was like, ma'am, I don't, I don't get it. I, I'm not Korean, though. Like, I'm Malaysian. I'm here. And she looked me dead in the eyes, and she said, son, if you don't learn your mother tongue, how are you going to say you're Korean? And then I looked at her, and I was like, I don't get it. I ain't Korean, though. And, and that was, like, I think, my, my first identity crisis, let's call it. Um, and then I think it was not until my sixth grade when I was taking my secondary entrance exam. Yeah. Um, secondary entrance exam is basically an entrance exam you gotta take to go into middle school. Yeah, just a little background. And so I remember on the, it's like a legitimate government uh, assigned test and on the top right corner of your table, your assigned table, it has your information like your name, your date of birth, your student number, and your nationality. And on my nationality, it says alien. So um, as a 12-year-old, when you see alien is a nationality, you're just like, I'm special. I'm not like other kids. I'm different. Um, and I remember me and my friends made a whole joke about it. And my teacher came by, and, he, she, and the look of disappointment in his eyes was something I'll never forget, because he was like, Chillins. Alien means that he's not Malaysian, that he means it's another, he's from a different country. 
And then all of us were like, but he Malaysian though, because we were so convinced that I was born there. Uh, and, then, and then that's when I fully learned though, that what it meant to be an, an immigrant, how, what it meant to be a foreign person in a place that is not your home. And so here I am at 12 years old, my one identity that I knew of was shattered into pieces. And uh, being the drama queen I am, I went back home to my mother and I was like, I get it though, like I see you, but also gasp, guess what happened today, mother? And she indulges me at all times. And she was like, what's up, boo-boo, what's happening? And then I told her. And then the best part about this though, you guys, is after that whole identity crisis happening of me being an alien in Malaysia, uh, I wanna say like six months after, um, someone from my church was, who was in a government position, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, my dad, and he, they were like, hey, you want to skedaddle doodle out of this country soon or you're going to get in an accident? And my dad was like, I pick up what you're dropping off, so we're going to go. And so um, seventh grade, uh, my dad was like, came home one day and he was like, hey, kids, how do y'all want to go on a vacation real quick? And you know, I was like, school sucks. I don't want to, I don't want, I don't know if I can say that. I'm sorry. I don't want to be here. I want to go on vacation. Let's go. And so my, my dad really was like, cool, we're going to pack your things. And I was like, <laughs> I'm here for the spontaneity, baby. And y'all kid you not, the next day, my parents <laughs> dragged me to school and they dropped me out of school. I met with the principal they, and I was officially like not part of the school. And then the next day, we flew. And then, and then I came to the States. So, yeah, boy, really, uh, you know, had an identity crisis. Uh, said, I'm going to suppress his emotions because we're not going to deal with that. And then moved to another country entirely. And not going to lie, you guys, coming to, just moving in general, when you're like in middle school, where you're like, you're going through puberty and your hormones are going all over the place, is not a grat him. It's, it's crazy, it's not a great time. So needless to say, moving to a different country where people see you as a different person based on how I look like in middle school was not a great time for me, not gonna lie. It was a very oof experience. Um, when I went to middle school for the first time, um, there, was a pers there was a student designated to help me out and he was great, but he, there was another, Basically, essentially, all the Americans in my school expected me to sort of associate with all the small Asian community of students that was already established at the middle school. Um, and these Asian students were mostly Koreans. But again, my only Korean experience is my three weeks after I was born. And so when I met with them, they were like, you ain't Korean though. And so I was, that was my second probably experience of being rejected in a way by my own home country. And so right then and there, I'm like, coo, 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 coo. So this is what we got. Um, I'm not Malaysian. I got a Korean passport, but I'm not Korean enough. But I'm not American because I speak with an accent and I look different. And I'm like, coo, 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 coo. And we're going to do what we're going to do best. We're going to suppress these emotions and we're going to ignore them. Right? Great idea. Spoiler alert, it bites me in the butt later on, in future in my life, and yeah. And so, that happened. 
And so I was in this weird limbo, right? And then slowly but surely, I went through high school. And in high school, I made a very intentional decision um, of getting rid of my accent. So, um, so in seventh grade, I had a Malaysian accent. It makes me, and like, you know, add a little spice of British accent because we learned British English. I spell color with a U, just that's how I spell it. You guys fight me. Um, but yeah, and so on, in eighth grade, I made an intentional decision to say, I'm not gonna sound different, I'm gonna sound American. And so I made an intentional decision of literally watching any American TV shows that I could think of. Um, also asked friends in school, hey, what, what, what do you watch? Get, get me in on that. And I know a lot of you guys will cringe at this, but they told me to watch like Family Guy, American Dad, The Simpsons. Yeah, I learned so much from those jeepers. And I was like, all right, these are the things y'all want me to watch, okay. So for a long time, you guys, um, Roger the Alien was high key, my biggest influence in my English accent. I was like, if anyone, I wanna be Roger, you know. I like that he changed costumes. I liked his extraness. I just wanna put it out there. And so, but um, this intentional decision in changing my accent was also a decision that I made that meant for me to throw away any last Malaysian aspect that I had in my life. Um, seeing as to how I'm not a Malaysian citizen, I had no, I had really nothing tying me down to that place except for my friends that I made there and my education there, but that was abruptly stopped. And so like, at this point in my life, I was like, my identity, that, the only thing that got me connected to Malaysia was my accent, but I made that decision to throw that away so I can fit in. And then I went through high school. And everyone in high school um, actually looked at me different after I changed my accent. Um, they stopped asking me, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from, and then, they, and then I have to go through the whole shebang. They never asked me that. Um, they looked at me different. Um, I, wasn't, I wasn't just an Asian. Um, in, their, in their head, I was an Asian American. Made a big difference. Um, yeah. I made friends easily, much, much easily, because they thought being Asian American made me somewhat more approachable. And so, for me, life was great. High school, made great friends, had a great team. Um, and then I came to Covenant, which was another whole shebang, because here at Covenant, you know, you know your old team week, everyone's like, where's home for you? Who are you? I want to get to know you. And people are asking me, where's home for you? Um, and I remember for the first few days, I think, I was like, well, well, I was born in Korea, but um, it's like, I, I was born in Korea, but I grew up in Malaysia, and then I came here, and then I told the whole story, and they were like, I, I don't get it. Like, where are you from, though? And I was like, I, 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 that's, that's my story. And Covenant really said, John, you're gonna have to face the facts that you have suppressed these traumas, these emotions. And God really woke up and said, you're gonna face your problems. And so that was when I truly thought about what home meant for me. And at this point, it was between three places. The place I was born in, the place I spent my childhood in, and the place that I spent my adulthood in. And it was honestly a tough, tough 
experience. And I know TCK can relate, sort of relate to me or 100% relate to me because who are we really, you know? Where's home? I couldn't tell you. Where I'm at is where I'm home. But that's, that was it. Um, I had to struggle with what my identity was. Like, you know, you know when you have like football or like especially or like when you're talking with other international students, you're like, yeah, patriotic. I love my country. And I'm like, honey, I don't feel that at all. I don't like I don't got no I have no patriotism for Korea. I don't have patriotism for Malaysia. I have no patriotism for America. I have zero patriotism for anything. Because I have never been rooted enough in one place to feel like that place is my home and I feel like they need to be protected at all cost. So it was just a weird time because growing up, it's, you don't realize how much of a stability it is in your life to have that one place to call home. And it was, and so like I found some, some form of peace and solace with the international kids because I was like, ah, they're from other places. And then that's when I also realized that I'm not like them because I'm not an international student. I came through high school here. I, I lived here long enough that, you know, I know what American life I have been, as my friend back home likes to call it, Americanized. And so there's that where I never fit in any circles. And because of how I look like, I'm Asian, people don't know where to categorize me either. And I, and I'm like, that's, that's not your job, that's not your job. And so, um, it's been a hard journey, not gonna lie, um, to never realize where you can go back home, because I think, like Leslie has said, I too have been stressing about what I'm gonna do after I graduate. Like, who is he? Who is John Bay after graduation? Because I've been, my identity has been student for like the past eight, more than eight years, because I went through elementary school too. Um, I can't do math on the spot, you guys. Um, but yeah, I've been a student for so long. Once I graduate, I have no idea what my identity is gonna be. And for me, it would have been helpful if I had a home to go back to. But I don't have a physical home here, neither, nor do I have a home country to go back to. And I used to think that was a good thing for me, but it really is tough because that means once I'm graduated and I'm out of here, I have nowhere to go to. I have nowhere to depend to. And it hurts. It really does. And yeah, and I remember one time um, in my experience here, someone said, go back to your country. And I looked them in the eyes and I was like, boo boo. I have no country to go back to. Because I can't go to Korea. I'm not Korean enough. I can't go back to Malaysia because it was evident because after talking with my friends, I'm not Malaysian enough anymore. I've lost my accent. I've lost anything that made me Malaysian. But, and also, I'm not American enough because I'm not American. And so when people tell me, go back to your country, I'm like, I have no place to go back to. And that hurts. And honestly, that's been my experience. And it really, really hurt. It hurts because for once, I can never grow up with my friends. I never was able to go to college with them, experience life with them, you know, experience like tea and drama with them that I have with now. That's, 
that's special, you guys. Y'all think the drama and tea y'all are in now exhausting? You guys gonna miss that. And then I couldn't, it hurts that like, I feel like I'm a fraud for even saying I'm Korean. Just because people think that because I have a Korean passport and I speak their language, but I don't know anything about Korea, you guys. And I bet y'all, some of y'all know more about Korea than I do. And it hurts. And it hurts that I had to spend like my 10 years or so staying here trying to figure out that what it meant to be an Asian, what it meant to look different, to be treated differently. But God is bigger than this. And that is what Covenant has time and time again taught me that God is bigger than this, that we are bigger than this. That our identity does not depend on how you look like, where you're from, or where you're like gonna go back to. Because what Covenant has helped me go through and what has helped me realize is that I don't belong anywhere. My home is in heaven and I'm his. I am his son, I am his people. I am part of his country and his nation. And, I, I'm, and I'm going to walk on this earth as an alien, as an immigrant, for the rest of my life. And that is totally okay. That is totally fine. That, yeah. And my identity lies in God and in no one else and in nowhere else. And then once I learned this, I was like smooth sailing from then on, you guys. I was like, party every day, let's get lit. <laughs> All my problems were like, be gone. Not my problem no more. And after figuring that out, I, there was no sense of me feeling like I'm a fraud, feeling like I don't belong anywhere, because God really said, my arms are wide open for you, just come to me. Like, why are you so stupid? There's no, there's no reason for you to spend 10 years or so trying to figure out who you is. Like, I was here since you were born. And I was like, all right, God, all right, JC, I hear you, I hear you. And so, for me, I don't have any specific agenda. I just wanted to share my story, and I just wanted to let you all know, and wanted to share this idea to you guys, too, that it's like, it's fine if you guys have patriotism to your country, and it's told, and I'm really envious of all of each and every one of you who has a place to call home. But I also want to share that, then remind you that we are also, our home is also in God, our home is heaven, and we are also his people. And that through that, that means we're family. And that has been really helpful to me because Covenant has been a real good family to me, even though we look different. And I, don't, I know people say like, we're brothers and sisters in Christ, but I don't think we realize what it means. Like if we're brothers and sisters in Christ, that means we're gonna annoy the freak out of each other. That means we're gonna steal each other's clothes, we're gonna steal each other's foods because that tastes better. That means we're gonna tease each other. That means we're gonna really push all of each other's buttons. But that also means that we're gonna stay with each other, be there for each other, love there for each other, and truly care for each other. And that's what we're called to do. And that's what I have learned at my time in Covenant is that there is no, there is no like different nations. They're all arbitrary, you guys, like how time is relative. Time is relative, you guys. Just think about that for a hot second. But anyways, 
Nationalities are arbitrary that we created by ourselves. We are Christians, and that means we are his people. And that means we are family. So I just wanted to just like remind you guys that that is true and that is a fact. And y'all just gonna have to live with it if y'all don't like it, but if you like it, I did something. And so yeah, we are his people and that means through thick and thin, we are gonna be there for each other. And this is my testimony.